So just a, um, a housekeeping thing before we get into the homily today. Uh, I'd just like you to imagine for a moment that um, you invited uh, someone very important over to your home for a dinner. And um, throughout the week, you're just excited. There's an excitement in the home about how are we going to cook, how are we going to clean, you know, what are we going to make. And um, the whole week, you're just preparing for this meal. And say around Saturday at maybe like 7 o'clock, uh, that guest comes over to your home. And, um, you know, you set the table, you're cooking as a family the whole week, and you're excited to have that person over. And, um, you know, you, have, you, have, you exchange common, just casual, brief saying, hello, how are you, how was your week? And you kind of go through that normal um, gambit of questioning. But then um, the meal comes, and the meal is great. You cooked what that person wanted, and they said it was so good. Um, and in, in the middle of your conversation, you're talking, the person just kind of wipes their face off with their napkin and leaves. And you look around and you're kind of like, what? why were they so ungrateful that they couldn't stay for a little longer? We didn't, we didn't, they didn't even give thanks to us, really. Um, and I, I bring that story up because um, sometimes we just get in the habit of leaving Mass early. You know, if you came to, to my house, I'd assume like I'd just be very... Uh, dis- be feel, feel disrespectful, you know, like the whole week the, the church is preparing, the musicians are working, the priest is working on his homily, and people are getting ready for Mass, and then sometimes, you know, it comes time after communion, and we just kind of leave, right? So I just want to um, have us just be a little more conscious of that with the analogy of a meal, so that might help you, might not help you, but it's always helped me put things in perspective, but just to be aware that, you know, leaving after communion, unless it's like uh, an emergency or something. It's, it's pretty disrespectful, so we just want to make sure that we do better at that. So just a, a brief um, house cleaning thing. So there, that's out of the way. I hate doing it, but it has to be said. Um, some people say that, you know, Father Zach hates it when people leave early after communion. I don't hate it. Jesus does, right? So we have to know what we're receiving. So um, just want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. So here's your homily. So sometimes people, like, you know, we go to... Um, we go to church and then, you know, we, we, we listen to the readings if we can focus and then, you know, we have communion and, and then we say the prayer afterwards and the priest says, you know, go forth, the mass is ended or the deacon will dismiss you and we leave and we get to our car and we're kind of like, what was, the, what was the homily about? So I'm just going to give you that right now, the, the, what the homily is going to be about today and you can remember that. And, the, and, and it's just simple. If you're looking at the reading say it's pretty simple. Um, the homily today is about the, what the devil desires of you. And it's just very simple what the devil wants. He just wants you to quit. Just quit. Give up. He wants you to quit praying. He wants you to quit trying. Quit going to God for help. Quit, quit asking others for help. Um, you know, quit going to church. Don't do that. Uh, quit going to confession. Quit praying the rosary. Quit reading the scriptures. Quit listening to relevant radio. Quit asking questions about your faith. The devil just simply wants you and I to quit. Yet our gospel, um, or our God today in the gospel, and in the, in the second reading from Timothy, St. Paul and Timothy and, and to Exodus, it tells a different message of, of actually humility and hope. You know, and, and God, he just never tires of us persisting in our prayer. And he never gets annoyed with us. And why does God never get annoyed with us? Because he does never get annoyed with us because, you know, persistence in prayer and perseverance shows that we're not afraid or discouraged by how much we completely depend upon him. And driven from the depths of our souls, we call out to him all the more. And just think of like today in Exodus 17, you know, we heard from Moses 
you know, he had to keep his hands raised to battle Amalek, who was hell-bent on just destroying the lives of the Israelites. But when he kept his hands up, Israel had the better fight. And today in 2 Timothy, you know, St. Paul says to us today, the first thing he says, he says, Beloved, remain faithful. He says, be persistent whether it is convenient or inconvenient. And he says, reprimand, encourage through all patience and teaching. So just think about Moses. You know, he's the guy who's supposed to have it all together. And he has to do something that maybe sometimes we're just too prideful to do. He has to ask for help from two people, from Aaron and Hur. He had to be humble. He had to ask for help so he could help Israel persevere and win the battle. Because when his hands were raised, they would win. And when he lowered his hands, they would lose. But God's invitation today is, you know, remain faithful. Don't quit. It's what you've learned and what you believed. And our God is kind. He's compassionate. He's merciful. He's so good to us. And through his sacred word today, he's simply reminding us, don't quit. Don't quit. And for some of us gathered here today who are parents, um, you know, maybe it's, it's been difficult raising your children. And parenting never ends. It's through your whole life. And maybe your kids are kind of resisting the faith or resisting what's true, good, and beautiful. And the devil is just tempting you and whispering in your ear, quit. Don't even try anymore. Don't teach them how to pray the rosary. Don't teach them the beauty of the Catholic faith. Give up. It's not worth it. They're not receiving it. Just quit. And maybe for some of us, you know, we come to church on Sunday, but our marriage is really not that strong. And the humble thing to do would be, Go get some help. Maybe do a program like Retrovi. It's a beautiful program. Some people have done that here at this parish. The devil is just whispering down your throat, why are you married? Why even try? Why? It's, it's dead. Your marriage is on fumes. You might as well just either get divorced or just live until you both die. You know, and don't, and don't try to heal and redeem your marriage. And maybe for some of us gathered here today, you've been taking up that call of invitation and it's something that's, it's really hard to do when you're, you're inviting. You know, you're inviting people to different parish events. You're inviting people to Mass. And the devil is just tempting you. And he's just saying, why even try? Why don't you just quit? And maybe, maybe, you, um, maybe you struggle with, with sports. Or maybe you struggle with school. Or you're struggling with a certain thing to learn something. And the devil is just like whispering down your, down your ear and down your throat. He's just saying, why even try? You're never going to get it. Just quit. It's not worth it. And maybe you're like, you're like me. Um, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't get what happens on this altar with John chapter 6. And, and Jesus saying, you know, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. And he didn't say it one time. He actually said it three times. And when he really buckled down, he looked at everybody. They said, this is a hard teaching. And a, and a group of people left when he was talking about the Eucharist. And maybe, you know... For some of us, today is just a simple invitation to get back in the habit of going to confession and being more like Moses. You know, sometimes we, we tell ourselves, I'm going to go to confession, I'm going to go to confession, and I want to go by myself. I have no one to hold me accountable. But if I'm like Moses and I have two people in my life or two or three people in my life, my life that can hold me accountable to stop trying doing things alone and we all go to confession as a group or a family, you know, the devil won't just tempt you to quit and stop trying anymore. And most people, you know, they, they tell me all the time, you know, Father, I really want to go to confession, but 
and then the list of excuses goes through, but maybe you just have to be humble and ask for accountability. And for other of us here today, maybe today is an invitation to remember that you belong here. And you're called to be competent in your faith and equipped for every good work that God calls us to do. And to remember that we belong to God in many ways. But one major way um, is knowing that we're not alone. We're not alone. A lot of us think, I'm probably the only person here who struggles with pornography. I'm probably the only person here who struggles with drinking. I'm probably the only person here who has a bad marriage. I'm probably the only person with this, with doubts, with fears, with trials, tribulations. But the thing that I've noticed in our faith community is, you know, when we realize that we're not alone, you know, and we encounter people, we encounter Jesus through other people who, who have done the Alpha Course, and we find out, wow, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the same page as them. I, I don't know all this stuff. Or we go to Adult Faith Formation or the Present Series or Deacon Andy started the discipleship groups this morning, and you go and you realize, wow, we have a lot more in common than we have not in common. And we realize when I actually take my mask off and I start being real with people, um, we actually grow in commonality. We actually grow in fellowship. To, to realize that we belong here is, is so crucial. So crucial and to know that we're not alone in our struggles and our fears and our, tri- our trials and tribulations. That's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and maybe you haven't stepped into that, in that, in that movement of actually coming to Alpha. I know we've been advertising it like crazy. And, you know, as, as we heard from that, from that pesky little widow today, you know, you're maybe getting sick of me talking about it, but I'm not going to give up. <laughs> I'm not giving up. And maybe you're, you're thinking like, well, I heard about Jesus saying, don't grow weary in your prayer, but maybe you just never were taught how to pray. Or when you were going through faith formation, you were not open. You, had a, you, had, you were bullheaded just like me, and you just weren't open to it. Oddly, or maybe providentially, this Monday at St. John's at 7, Alpha's topic is how and why should I pray? Or maybe you're thinking... I don't, I don't even really know how to read scripture. I, I get intimidated by the book and, and the devil just, I immediately, I just listen to him and I close it. Well, next week, Monday, the topic is how and why should I read the Bible? Very basic stuff. And maybe, you know, you're interested in learning more about the church, more about our faith, because one thing the devil loves is he loves confused Catholics. He loves it. Loves it when we don't know our faith. And, you know, every Tuesday night at 17, we have adult faith formation, for people that are becoming Catholic, but also for people who are looking to learn more about their Catholic faith. Everyone's always welcome to come. And I'm, again, I'm not going to stop inviting you. I'm going to be like that pesky widow. I got more to go. Talked about John chapter 6, talked about, um, you know, the Eucharist, and we're offering the present series, which will be offered here on Thursday night at 6.30. Someone's willing to give up their time to to teach us about the Eucharist. And if, and if we get the Eucharist right, we get everything right in our Catholic faith. And if we don't get the Eucharist right, nothing seems to make sense. It's just, it's just that clear and simple. And maybe you, you don't understand or you want to understand more or you have family members who don't understand the, the Eucharist. I encourage you to come here and come to the present series. Because on this altar, but also in the tabernacle, you know, at every Mass, there's Jesus. When we say the body of Christ, we're not saying sort of like the body of Christ, kind of like the body of Christ. And when you say the words, amen, you're saying, I believe that's really you, Jesus. With all my heart, all my soul, I believe. And lastly, maybe you're sensing God tapping you on the shoulder to get more involved with weekend liturgies. Maybe you need that accountability. Last night at the six o'clock mass, um, nobody showed up to read. So who do you think did it? Me. I had to do it. 
Um, and, 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 you know, maybe you've complained, I can't understand the readings. The person reads too fast or too slow. Or maybe you thought, like, you know, the church, the greeters or the ushers are not really kind. Um, or maybe you actually feel called to distribute the Eucharist to people at Mass. You can kind of guess what I'm getting at here is that this Saturday at St. Mary and Hyacinth for all three parishes, we're offering our tri-parish workshop to put some skin in the game, to get into the battle like Moses was, to get some skin in the game, to start fighting for what we believe, and to not quit. And all those opportunities are, are found in the bulletin, you know, to either sign up for Alpha or to go to adult faith formation, the discipleship groups. The present series, the, the prayers workshop on, on how to be a minister, how to be an usher, a greeter, or how to be a Eucharistic minister, or to be a reader, it's all there. And it's all here for you to know that you're not alone, to not quit, to, to keep, continue to put some skin in the game. And I think the last thing um, that the Lord is really inviting us to consider and really take that next step in our, in our faith journey is maybe you have people in your life who are not like Aaron and her. So Moses, his, his arms are getting tired. He's got heavy, clo- a heavy cloak on. He has to have his hands on a staff. And as long as he keeps his hands raised, they win the battle, but he gets tired. But Aaron and her hold his arms up so he doesn't quit. You know, I, I, I truly think that, you know, today is an, inv- invita- an invitation to stop associating ourselves with toxic people. Toxic people are people who complain all the time. They'll always tell you what's wrong instead of what's good. Toxic people are people who are always down on the beauty and the richness of the Catholic faith. And toxic people are always associated with being a quitter. And they always play the victim. Why do I have to change? Why doesn't the church change? You know, I just encourage you to really start praying for authentic friendships. You know, friendships with people who can encourage you when you desire to quit. When you're tempted to stop fighting the good fight that St. Paul has been encouraging Timothy to do for these past few weeks. And when you're tempted, even maybe saying, I'm tempted to leave the Catholic Church. And those people would, would be like, absolutely not. This is the most important thing you can do. Those are authentic friends. And, you know, we, defi- we need to find people like Aaron and her in our lives who don't surrender to the devil and quit. I just encourage you also to find people like that persistent widow who refuses to quit. She knows how good God truly is. And maybe just consider coming to Alpha for once or coming to Adult Faith Formation or the Present Series or discipleship groups or coming to the ministry workshop. Because it's just so simple. The devil just wants you to quit. And, and the funny thing is people that are coming to these events, they're just like you and I. They're just like you and I. They're broken. They're in need of encouragement. They used to come in fear of being judged or not knowing enough, and now they know that they're not alone in that. They're in need of hope. They're, in, they're looking for the truth. They're looking for authentic friendships, and they're looking for purpose in life because they're looking around at what the world's offering, and deep down at the core of their being, they're not happy. They're not at peace. They're not free. And they're all looking to know one thing. At the core of their being, they want to know this one thing. They want to know that they matter. They want to know that their life is worth something. And you and I, we matter so much to God that he sent his only son to go to war with sin and death to win you and I back. And that amount of love should stop us in a track to know that we're worth that much.
And we should desire, once we start accepting that, we should desire to spend eternity with that God. And for, for everyone here, if that's your desire or your desire is growing in that, I just want to encourage you to continue to pray. Don't quit praying. Because prayer is essential for anybody that wants to be a saint. And a saint is somebody who is a friend of Jesus who wants to go to heaven. And God wants our persistent prayers to be just like the air that we breathe. But, pa- but prayer is not easy. I'm not going to water that down. Prayer is not easy. It's strictly a battle at times. And you know, you're going to be tempted to give up. You're going to be tempted to wonder, is anything actually happening? Because we're so focused on instant results in our culture today. Because I can get anything at the snap of the fingers. You know, I can go to get fast food. I can go to Amazon Prime. I can get things so fast. But prayer is all about perseverance and persistence. And maybe you're bombarded with temptation to think there's definitely more productive things I could do than pray. But it's just simple. Don't quit. Don't give up. A saint is a sinner who simply just keeps on trying. And our prayer is the premier training ground. So today in this Mass, let us just take a moment of silence to ask God to give us the strength to persevere and persist in our prayers to Him and to not give in to the temptations of a devil. Because the one thing the devil desires of you and I is simply just quit. Throw in the towel. It's not worth it. But yet, God, through his Holy Spirit, is always looking at you and I and saying, my son, my daughter, my beloved son, my beloved daughter, don't quit. You matter to me. Amen.